Hello, and thanks for checking in and listening to Just Because Art. I'm your host, Everett, a professional historian and working artist and creative person who's exploring my favorite thing in the world, art and creativity. This podcast is about an everyday creative person exploring art and creativity from their studio. And yep, you guessed it, I can't go outside right now. None of us can. So I'm bringing interesting friends and people to me, and by extension, hopefully to you. I think we can all use something uplifting like art and creativity right now. It's what gets me through the day, every day of my life. So without further ado, break out your box of crayons and coloring book, or your watercolors, and let's get this show on the road. Today I'm talking with my good friend Kent Heidelman, a comic book artist and illustrator here in Southern California. Kent works mostly digitally, but he comes from a traditional background. He spent well over a decade in comics and his knowledge of the subject is unparalleled. I look forward to talking with him and I hope you enjoy listening to us chat. Um, I've got a, a, a painter's, a large painter's, extra large painter's smock that I wear often. And um, actually, I should admit it, I don't actually um, wear it as often as I should. <laughs> I, I, I end up getting a lot of paint on a lot of clothing and then my wife gets really angry. <laughs> I know. I, I believe it. I feel like I'm there too. I get uh, in just... trouble a lot. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh this is pretty much the the page. Uh, oh, that's sweet. So I was able to just rearrange it a little bit. Like I wanted this tiger one. I spent a god awful amount of time on it, and so I wanted it up top. Now, what is the what's the website again? Uh, it's artstation.com slash uh, my first and last name Kent Heidelman. Kent Heidelman. Yeah, wow, looks so good, man. I love it all. Your stuff laid out like that is just really sweet. It it it, it it's you know uh, it's funny. Uh, Art is, it's such a weird thing, but, you know, illustration and comic type art, you know, that kind of thing, if it's done well and it's laid out like this, looks so sweet. It just has this beautiful symmetry and organization to it. And then there's like this chaos in each, each cube. It's really cool. It's really cool. And, but the thing is, is if like, if you were doing like art that was like kind of I don't know where you maybe couldn't tell the edges from one edge to the other. It wouldn't, this format wouldn't work so well, but, Oh in, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in this case, man, it makes your stuff just pop. It looks so good. Appreciate that. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, this is the way, this is the way this, to display my work. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks so good. It's so sweet. It's like a magazine layout. I kind of feels like it where it's like, it's, yeah. I, I feel like it's I'm like, okay, this is professional enough. Art um, station, huh? Yeah, art station. Did, 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 did that cost you? No, zero. No, really. Yeah, art station's free, uh, and there's tons of stuff on here. Um, a lot of it's like pretty. Um, oh, a lot of digital stuff. A lot of digital. Very. Yeah, it's digitally. a digital playground. Oh, there's that some is, really beautiful stuff on there, man. All right, that's really cool. That is, I'm follow that, and I am super into Pinterest. Uh, as far as like saving work. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, I've been doing the same thing. I've been using it as like kind of an extra file system. And, yeah, it's, and it's some stuff I make public and sometimes I don't. Oh, I don't make any of it public. <laughs> oh, oh, I make some stuff public. I mean, there are some things that I've I've hung on to that I've kind of been like, oh, yeah, somebody else might like this, you know, or, 
you know, that kind of thing. But if it's my own stuff, it's kind of extra storage. I don't quite, I got to admit, I don't quite get Pinterest. <laughs> no, I don't get it either. Um, I, I got to admit, I'm a little like, huh. <laughs> no, I, I, don't I don't know what purpose the, it serves. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Uh, but I love that people are some, they're onto something that I don't get, but I get to use it uh, for my own purposes that have nothing to do with the main goals of that site, which is like to share stuff. I'm like, no, I'm hoarding. Uh, yeah that's, that's i think fact. everybody kind of reacts that way though that's kind of maybe what its beauty is maybe that's the whole thing of it and 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 there is actually a fair amount of kismet on it when you're looking up a a, a piece or something or or a style or a thing if you're looking for a thing i mean that's what it's good for that's all i've been able to be like hey how do i make a strudel you know um but <laughs> I don't know my own stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I don't I know about I, that. I threw a few pieces up on there, but I'm just like, I don't understand. I understand the like the collecting. I just don't understand how to like throw my own work out there, and I don't know if I ever will. So I'm like, I don't know if that's the place for me. I'll throw it on ArtStation. ArtStation seems to get at least for my my uh, pocket universe that I reside in. I see a lot of stuff from ArtStation uh, migrating over to Pinterest. Uh, so I was like, well, I'll just post on an art station. I like that better. And then they'll find yeah. me and whatever. Yeah. I don't yeah. Care. yeah, for sure. Well, and I like, I think Instagram kind of works pretty nicely too. It's, it, it yeah. has a little bit of Twitterness to it in that, you know, you put something up and off it goes into the wild as fast as you can. And, uh, and it, it, you know, the conversations seem to move on fairly quickly. Um, but it is kind of nice. You get a reaction and, um, I've seen, uh, I would say the most amount of growth in just a general audience of people seeing stuff through Instagram. I've seen more people kind of react to things and, and say hello people that I absolutely don't know, not like friends and family, but like, just like, Hey man, that's really cool. Or, you know, or if you, or if you find something you like and you comment, they actually talk back to you. I mean, people actually connect there. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, I've, I think Instagram is by far, I think for us, um, because we're in a visual field, um, Instagram is a much, much better uh, site because I've had tons of people tell me to use Twitter, but none yeah. of them are artists or like only like yeah. two are. Yeah. Twitter just feels like a freaking freeway going 300 miles an hour. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I always, when I post stuff, I always make my systems kind of, they always go to Twitter and Tumblr and all that. And I have to admit, I never check in on those. I, I really don't. I, I just put it out there and it's one more feed. Um, yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, Twitter, it gets seen for, good Lord, a hundredth of a millisecond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> at best. <laughs> um, and then Kanye West takes over for an hour. Um and, and, um, I, I look at that and I kind of go, eh, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, it's in some ways it's interesting in other ways. It's just, it's just super fast. And, and I don't know how, I really don't know how, uh, interesting it is at the end of the day, you know? I, yeah, I, I, I that's my exact turnoff as well for it is that it's so like, a beast that can never be uh, fed enough, and you're you're you just have to be grinding and pumping, and it just to me that's just overall philosophy of like I I feel I always feel like I'm like oh yeah I'm 
I'm really hungry. I want to get work out there kind of thing. And then I take one look at Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Okay. So here, what do you think about this? So like I was watching this, this, uh, uh, online lecture. Um, and it was, uh, Jerry Saltz and, um, uh, I think the guy's name is Klein. He's, he's an art, art guy, art, art manager kind of guy. Um, and, uh, I actually really, he's really, really bright guy. I like listening to talking to him, listening to him, listening. To, I, wow. I almost got that out listening to him. Um, and, uh, one of the things that, that he sort of suggested and salt sort of agreed with, I mean, he didn't outright agree with it, but he, he kind of sort of seconded the motion was, um, this idea that you spend, you know, 30, 40% of your time making art and the other 60, 70% of your time promoting it, <laughs> that that's actually what a real artist does. Oh, okay. That makes me feel a lot better because that's what it feels like. And I, I hate every second of it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, at least, um, I'm not alone in that feeling. Cause I, it took me like, not that I, I didn't feel like I was producing enough um a while back maybe like five years ago but it just felt like it didn't matter how much i was going to produce like i could make and i think maybe it was more like the question to myself did i want to spend all of my time creating the greatest graphic novel of all time or or that i could ever make or do i want to maybe spend less time on that and uh do i want to get it farther out there um yeah that makes sense it just was like just kind of reading the landscape i'm like you know what? I I could make the the greatest thing ever, and no one would read it unless I have like a marketing uh, strategy in place or something. And so right. I, I started shifting a lot of my time and focus into um, trying to build a following, trying to get my stuff out there, just finding ways to share, which is exhausting. Uh, I I could I feel like my time would be much um, more. I would I, f- I would feel better as an artist if I spent all of it creating, not marketing. But right, right, I, right. I live in reality, and I realize the only way for me to get seen is to put it out there and find the best ways to put it out there. Yeah. Well, I, oh, and by the way, the guy's name uh, that I really like, his name is Paul Klein. Um, he's I, I just like his approach, man. I like the way he talks. I like the way he he thinks about the business. I like he's a pretty straight shooter about everything. He he kind of digs in. And um, and Jerry Salt, of course, is the famed art critic. So, um, and so sorry, my brain isn't working. Um, just uh, that, no, sure. you you sound like me when I talk. Because my ability to retain names of people, names of words, um, who they are, what the word means, I will is stuck in there but the actual word the actual name that that is hard to conjure for me Uh, very very visual though Uh, i like telling stories where i'll randomly see someone on the street who i haven't seen for 15 years and i'll be like i know you from somewhere and they're like no you don't (laughs) i'll tell the actual story that i had recently i was in a this is like a year ago i was in a grocery store and i see um a woman and i recognize her i'm like i'm pretty sure i went to high school with this girl but I don't remember her name I don't remember how I knew her in school and I don't really have anything relevant to say so I'm just gonna keep shopping and let this go by because I don't really care 
Uh, and then I'm standing in the checkout aisle and I look over and she's standing there with her mom and I'm like, okay, yeah, a hundred percent. I know these people. Um, they're, uh, and it's not just from there. And so I lean over, I'm like, Hey, I hate to bother you, but, um, are we related? Uh, and the, <laughs> the mom just takes one look at me and then looks me up and down, does a full like up and down scan, like a robot, like scanning me from head to toe. And she just looks at me and goes, no. And I was like, okay, woo, sorry. Uh, no, definitely not related. All right, sorry about that. And then she's like, wait a minute, what's your last name? And I say, uh, Heidelman. She's like, oh, oh, and then embraces me like I was her long lost son uh, because of, <laughs> she's best friends with my aunt. And that's how I knew her. So she, growing up, uh, she was my aunt's best friend. And I met her once or twice or something like 15 years oh ago. God. And I did go to high school with her daughter. Um, so it was just like a, but yeah, so visual memory wise, a steel trap, uh, verbal, uh, not so much. I, I didn't learn until much later in life. Um, it had always been a part of my life, you know, but I didn't learn until much later in my life how much I communicated in a much better way with visual art, with visual ideas than I did with words and with uh, text. Uh, and not that not that one makes you incapable of the other. It's just yeah, have a, exactly. a stronger leaning, you know. So I totally get it. And my exactly. memory works the same thing. I see I see things in my mind's eye, and I it takes me forever to think who the hell is that, and why do I know that, and why is that coming back now? I totally get that. But I, I think that's you know Bob Singer once told me he said uh, you know one of the things you got to be able to do is look at something and then turn your head away and be able to still draw it, still hold it in your mind. How long do I get to put the download glasses on? Is it at a glance or is it like studying? Bob Bob used to make me actually go around and when we would like drive to lunch or something and he'd say, look over, look to the right. And this is spy stuff. And, and like, <laughs> look at yeah. what kind of Paris was she wearing? What was the license plate <laughs> number? <laughs> and you're like, okay. And then he, and, you know, you had to hold it in your memory and then we would get to the restaurant or whatever and he'd go, okay, draw it. Oh, man. Uh, so I try so, those exercises all the time and with um, varying amounts of success. It's much better when somebody's whacking on you saying, come on, do it again. Sure, um, sure. <laughs> are, are we recording? I don't even know. It's such an organic uh, process. Is this, are we live? Yeah, we've, doing we've, been re we've been recording for a while. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm, I'm just like, I saw the red button and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is it, but <laughs> this is any normal conversation uh, with us. It's, it feels no different. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. This 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 feels like uh, a Tuesday, like any other with us. Um, it kind of yeah. does. That's what I wanted it to do. I was just cool. like, you know, we'll just go for that. And you know, but these, what's funny, man, is these, you know, these things are um, are are little things that you pick up as you kind of go and play in this world, right? I mean, you start realizing things about yourself. I mean, that's the cool stuff, right? I, why yeah. like why are you doing what you're doing like you're you're you, look, i i know you're as obsessed as as i am with this stuff you're you're obsessed with with what you do and why you do it i mean you just like me or anyone else you could have chosen a thousand different things to do and instead you you choose to exist in relative poverty and um <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know what why are you, what, what the hell are you doing that for i mean um that's i get asked that 
every one of us gets asked that, I think, when we make it known what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're doing it and blah, blah, blah. I still get asked that. Oh, you're going to get asked that the rest of your life, dude. I, so am I. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but what are you about? What are you doing? I I would love to, to just, I've, I've never asked you that question directly. We've had no, a, a million conversations. I don't know if I have ever been asked that question directly. Why are you doing this? Yeah, what <laughs> are you someone doing? someone that actually gets it. <laughs> Uh, rather than just like, why are you doing this? The tone is so different. Um, I don't know. I, this is like a deep delve into my own psyche. And I I just, I feel compelled, I think is like the simple answer. Uh, and I don't, I just, I couldn't, there's those like choose A or B moments, uh, go down the left or the right road and both look appealing. Um, but if I went down the other not doing art, I'd regret it. Um, I don't think I've re- ever regretted really missing out on um, some other opportunity the way that I would have felt. There's always like, oh, that would have been nice. That would have been cool or whatever. But it's just a lot of pursuits have felt hollow. Um, not not that they necessarily are. You know, like this, I think I'm very glad that people do all the things that they do. And I'm kind of left in my little corner to to play in. And I'm not saying that those pursuits would feel hollow, but I feel more fulfilled creating, building, exploring, uh, my own mental space and especially co-creating with people and kind of working with others in a creative capacity than I've ever felt working on anything else in my life. And you get to, what's fun about being an artist is you get, you get to actually show something for your work. Uh, yeah, somebody could, yeah, I built a building. I, um, I helped uh, build a business and you can show those things off, but there's few things in this world as, as a produced good can, can produce, uh, especially like a piece. And I can, it's easy to store. It's easy to show off. And it's, uh, I can, I've, I was, I've been looking at stuff and I'm like, Oh man, that's still a really cool piece. And I look at it. I'm like, wait a minute, that was eight years ago that I made that. Uh, if so, it's, I don't know. It's, it's timeless. It's, uh, for my get to explore my own self. I don't know. I don't even know if I answered your question. What? Well, you know, it's interesting to me. Okay. So what, what is the most interesting part of art to you? What, what right now, what are you into? What's, what's driving you? What, what styles, what, what genres, what, what, what's kind of getting under your skin right now? Uh, right now. And I mean, that's a, it's a great way to phrase it because, you know, a month or two, it's probably going to be different. Um, I don't feel like I wax and wane that much, but I probably do. Um, I myself like don't have any tattoos at all. And I, I just can't see myself ever committing to one because I, I can like exercise that creativity out. But, um, uh, I'm, I'm working on a couple different comic projects at the moment, but, um, they, they tend to shift, uh, relatively quickly from, front burner to back burner and this is the um and reverse and this is the kind of the problem that i'm in facing right now is though like uh um we were talking about like marketing and getting your work out there it's it can be kind of hard to focus on the work because most of my time is spent marketing it rather than the creating and so it's a very conceptual feeling but yeah comics i guess is i'm doing a terrible job of answering your questions uh no not not at all actually i think these i mean the, fantasy the questions comics, are, are, are sci-fi comics they're 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 nasty questions because they're subtly they are nasty complex <laughs> yes uh and i have to the off the cuff 
smart answers and I, I don't have this practice the way yeah, I have and, other I don't, stuff. and I don't I don't want you to I love the I love the searching for your feelings because I think I think you're actually answering it truthfully <laughs> yeah I, I'm struggling here uh you well we've been also another like thing that I um another thing that you we've been not obviously you and I are aware of it but just letting everyone else in on it of like we've been talking about this whole uh acrylic uh process on like painting fabrics and materials and it was just a couple of weeks ago that you first introduced me to this idea and it hooked me harder than most other art ideas have in my entire life and <laughs> it's 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 like, I'm like oh is this the doorway that gets me back into fine art uh i didn't think that not necessarily fine art but illustration and fine art more side of the creative spectrum for me because uh, I, I still explore those now and then but this was just like it just took me to another level so the idea basically being like you could paint like um making i don't want to like put a term on it but if you were like functional art like oh you could sure, make an original sure. painting on a tote bag on a jacket on clothing on material backpack uh, that, that kind of material and i was like wait a minute that is actually really cool and it kind of is the is antithesis the opposite is that what that word means uh-huh yeah it's the antithesis to this idea that i've had that if i'm going to put all this time and energy into one piece i i want to be able to reproduce it as many times as i can and i was like well you know what it's also really cool just to make one piece and sell an original that's also really cool Oh like yeah, it's one of a oh, kind. Yeah. You can do you can do both ends of that and still enjoy still do both. E, e, enjoy doing all of that. I mean, how much do you see this stuff as a, a commercial venture for you versus just stuff you like doing because you're doing art? Do you have uh, a, do you have a, a a gray line there that that is there a percent like if you were, if I were to like put you on the spot and say, all right, percentage wise, when you're sitting there thinking of pieces and and thinking of art and doing what you want to do. How much of it is literally mechanical, commercial kind of thinking versus artistic? Like, ah, uh, screw it, I just want to do this. This is just cool. Um, I think it's. I, I truth be told, I'm always searching for that perfect medium, uh, where it's the, it's the fifty, and like a, that might be like a a wishy washy answer. It's either a hundred percent commercial. Or 100% commercial and 100% artistic, if that makes sense. Because I we've, we've talked about this before. I just yeah. want to make art. And I don't really care. I mean, I've got my preferences on the where. But I, I don't want to be too choosy on on how I get to practice the craft. Uh, otherwise, I'll block myself off from the ability to altogether. Because right. uh, if, I'm, if I'm too choosy, then I might end up being just bagging groceries for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> if I'm... T- if I'm like, this is the only medium for me, I'm like, no, 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 whatever I can get. But I'm also trying to think of it create creatively, um, creatively. And I, I, I really love the, com- the commercial aspect to me is part of the fun because what box can I pick that I can be myself in and get the most, like, where can I be myself and also be the most productive uh, commercially? Uh, basically how do I just keep paying the bills so I can keep doing it is the only question that I ask myself. Yeah. Um, and I, I, absolutely fair. I, I, I'm always interested in this stuff because, uh, you know, we're all finding our way and uh, there's so many different ways of approaching it. And there's the, the art market, quote unquote, the art 
world is so huge and there's so many different it's it's yeah. like way more than the art stock market you know so i'm searching myself so it's nice to hear someone else kind of talk about the way they see it that's all yeah yeah it's a it's a never-ending struggle all of it um but usually at the end i'm 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 more satisfied than i than i would be i mean i i feel like my i'm working my goal is just to be able to have like a some sort of system in place where i make the stuff it goes out i have like a a Mm. routine and I, i think what i'm searching for is like the structure that a publisher would provide. And so maybe that's something that I need or a manager or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, wait, do I do that now? Or do they do it in the future? When would I do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any of these answers. Yeah. And the, yeah. the landscape is shifting so dramatically, um, not just because of uh, worldwide pandemics, um, but right, because right. of well, the I mean, internet in general. Yeah, but that does, it is having a profound effect on the whole system again. Um, I mean, yeah. the, the art world as it is um, was already in this weird shift that was going on. Um, now, it seems, um, you know, the Christie's is closed <laughs> uh, for all intents and purposes. And uh, uh, I don't know. I'm going to interrupt. What, what is that? What's Christie's? Is that an uh, auction? Auction house. Yeah. Art auction house. That kind of thing, you know. Oh. And the big auction houses are having. You can see how removed I am from that situation. <laughs> I don't even know what it's okay. It I've No. And, and and really, the the only reason I know a lot more about this is that I've been studying it at this point. Um, I've, I've literally been studying it because I've been very interested. I'm just interested in a potential fit and where, you know, like, like you are, um, where, where, where do I belong in all of this? And, and what's, you know, what's possible? What do I see as actually possible? Um, what can I live with without going crazy? Um, and what, what fulfills me the most, you know, um, what kind of work fulfills me? Um, what kind of exposure and distribution fulfills me? Um, because, you know, I, I can, I don't know about, well, I kind of know from conversations, but uh, I, I know that for myself, uh, you know, if you make art and no one sees it, then what the hell's the point? Um, yeah, I do. There like. is there is a part of me that that's I, I mean, call it ego, call it validation, call it whatever. Um, I just think that it's a for me, it's a communication. Again, it's, it's, you know, I wrote a dissertation, I've written articles, I've spoken in lectures, I've taught classes, I've done all sorts of things. And it's so funny, but I find myself getting more tongue tied in all of that stuff. But as soon as I'm painting something, and I'm making a picture about even the same information, it seems more clear. Uh, I'm able to to do it more clearly, and it's more satisfying. But I, you know, I think conversations like this with people like you are very interesting because um, we're we're fighting similar similar dragons. We're tilting similar windmills. You know, um, that's what it, it's really what it feels like. Um, I've I've met a lot of creatives in my time, and um, maybe it's just you know wrong place, wrong time. I just but I've never uh, met anyone that feels like they're their thought process is the same They're And like so much of it has, has to do with stuff. That's not even like directly on the page. It's all the like 
who they are as a person, what their goals are. Uh, just wanting, we both feel like have a, a commonality of wanting to help fellow artists because we know how bad that struggle is. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of build, building a community. I mean, I, when I first got involved, that's, I, I, I strove to do that. Right. That was one of the things that I did. Um, I, I actively sought to be part of a studio. And then when my mentor died, um, I actively sought to work with another friend and start another studio from that studio. And um, although I think most artists, I, I don't know, correct me if you think I'm wrong, Kent, but I wrong. I'm wrong right now, right now. Um, but, you know, although most artists spend a lot of time alone, you, you also need that community. You, you need to have the other voices around you. Um, it helps a lot. <laughs> I, I It helps me a tremendous amount on, on so many levels, whether it's for morale, um, education, new ideas, but also just inspiration. Mm -hmm. uh, there's all sorts of things. Like I wish that I worked in a studio, even if it was just on my own stuff, that I had a shared studio space with uh, other artists uh, because just seeing what they're working on just seeing that they're getting stuff done, it inspires me on like a, on a, I guess it, it resonates on a competitive level, but just like, it's also just like, yeah, man, they're getting stuff done. I should be getting stuff done. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to compete with them directly on, on what it is, even if it's the same subject matter, just more like, oh, I, I'm feeling that creative. They, they're, they're inspiring me to get creative. And I, I just work better when I hear and I see other creatives doing creative, even if it's unrelated. Mm -hmm. um, it just, that works well, just exchanging ideas. Um, but then also just, they understand more than most other people are can on the planet, like what you're dealing with, what the struggles are, that kind of thing. Like no one else can as an, as a fellow artist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and like you said, I mean, I think sharing techniques, sharing philosophies and ideas, even if they're disagreements, um, um, sharing sales tactics, sharing pricing tactics. Yeah. And, and the reality is like, like the stuff I'm doing now, right. Um, I'm doing, I'm not doing this out of any sense of like, Oh, this will sell tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. I'm not, I don't think that at all. Um, I've been looking at it going, you know what? I've wanted to talk about this stuff. Right. And this is, this is stuff that that's coming out of me. And I'm like, Hey, this is an interesting question to me. I want to really explore this visually because if I were just to, to write an essay on it or a talk on it and give it at a lecture at the Huntington or something, it would bore me. <laughs> Cause the words don't, the words don't help, you know? Um, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta see it. Like, I, I always think you know, there's a really famous painting of Elizabeth the first. There's eyes all over her um, and all over her dress and stuff. And uh, I could sit here and tell you about the eyes painting for half an hour. And it, you would be like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm already bored with that right? concept, and <laughs> we're ten yeah. seconds in. But but if you actually were standing in front of this huge portrait with this queen, with you know, and all this regalia with 
eyes all over. You'd be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, your brain would be going on 10 different levels. And there's, there's, there was, there's something really, and in fact, that's one of the portraits that got me thinking about what I'm doing now. Um, and it's, it's one of those, sometimes you have to see it and, and experience it. In fact, I, I think that's often true. So, um, but I think you're in a similar spot in terms of storytelling and things like that. I mean, you did a beautiful first page, um, that you put up on Webtoons. Um, what's, what's the piece called? Oh, we're talking about the comic comic? book. Yeah. That fantasy one. The, the really cool one. Yeah. It's a fantasy piece. Uh, the one I just did a couple months ago. Yes. Okay. So you did clarifying it's, it's it's all wordless that first page uh yeah actually that's um uh so it's it's a comic that i'm co-creating called battle of the bards and uh i'm the illustrator and co-creator of it and that's actually just the first panel that's not even the first page i just i put so much work into that first panel because i'm like this is the first panel of the first page of the first issue of this entire series, I really want to sell this world in one, one go. And I, I don't have the room to, I don't have the real estate here to do a whole page or a double page spread that it deserves, but I'm still going to put some, some major love into it. And so I've actually only done one panel out of that comic. Uh, wow. But, uh, I, but I wanted to get it out there. Um, my goal was to get a whole issue done and then it was half an issue and then it was a couple of pages and then it was just one page. And then I eventually just got that one panel out and I was like, well, okay, at least whew, it's one, one panel done. Uh, that, the, that quality level though is I knew oh, I wasn't going to be it's doing It's so that. beautiful. It's so oh, beautiful. And yeah. it's, and it's wordless, but you have to, you know, to me, you have to look at it and experience it. We could sit here and talk. You, I mean, you could go through that panel and explain it to us, right? You could read the panel for us. Um, but yeah, that would have really no effect. <laughs> no, no, it would, or, or very little, <laughs> or or would have the yeah. op- the opposite effect. <laughs> no, um, I didn't realize how much of an experience I guess that one panel would be because um, normally in a comic you just read one panel once, but I had put so much effort into it, and I knew that I wasn't going to be very often slash ever repeating quality of that level, like. Mm-hmm uh for the series because it's an establishing shot and so i want that and that's just a we could get into this the theoretics uh theoreticals and the all that stuff about storytelling in it but i was like okay i want this first panel to really resonate in your mind and you can come back to it if you need to but um i put all that work in and having already posted another comic onto webtoon before that a couple years before i knew that webtoon wasn't exactly as the best place for my work mm-hmm. um and that's purely on a format and quality of image level which you've discovered yourself it's just and it's 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 I mean, tough it's, sh- it's tough it, it, it leaves some things to be desired on the technical side yeah we're, we're purely talking technical i like yes absolutely a lot but there's as definitely a pl- as a platform to... it's really interesting and very it's good an and, a, and a great audience and a, and a, and their help desk and a help system the folks that help are actually really cool i have no problem with them as a platform it's just yeah. some techie things that are kind of like eh. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's that was and I knew those issues going in. Main thing being the massive reduction in the quality of the image going because I work in crazy high resolution and to have right. it the size that's smaller than a photo ID. I'm just like, I'm going to I'm going to vomit. Yeah. I put so much love into this piece. You could and the size of it, you could literally potentially put it on a wall as like a mural. It's so large. Yeah. And then to have it like shrunk about the size of a business card, maybe not even I'm like, and just the quality level, I get it. And that, so I knew that that was going to happen. And then with the way that it adapts the, the format of a page, it kind of flips things on its head where in a comic page, when you're, when you're looking at it in print, a wide panel uh, usually has more weight to it or a bigger panel, uh, something that's a little bit wider because it's bigger. Right. In Webtoon, it's the opposite effect because that's a small panel to them. And so uh, if I took a... It's basically portrait versus landscape. All landscape images, if you put them in Webtoon, are going to appear smaller. But if if it's a portrait style, it's just going to the width of it. So suddenly I could have a very, very small panel that is a vertical panel. And that would take a huge amount of space in Webtoon. But on a page, it could be microscopic. But if I yep. like spread it wide, and so I was like, you know what? I, I did this wide panel, which does not adapt well to Webtoon. And I put an ungodly amount of effort into it. And I've seen people consume my work on Webtoon before and be underwhelmed with it because of the Webtoon experience versus the experience that I'm drawing it for, which is for print. Right. Even though ironically right. I've right. never put my comic in print. Um, but I'm I am fully preparing for that for that day. Um, so doing that, this is a very long-winded way of saying I chopped it up into a bunch of pieces, and so you could experience all these small little things across the city, um, so that you could truly drink in the way that I wanted you to, or at least a closer approximation to that experience where you get to focus in and suddenly one panel became nine panels and then I still leave that one long panel at the end for you to drink the entire image in and I think that that was uh, going for what I wanted which is to people to appreciate this one fucking panel um so the it's it seemed to be well executed and I ended up turning one panel into like kind of not one issue but one page uh one uh, I, I figured out a way to expand on the experience um a little bit so i was pretty satisfied with the the output and i just i haven't gone back yet to to draw it uh i think most there's so much going on in the world and in my personal life with uh, the pandemic shit happening that it's it's slowing down my progress a lot which is it's tough yeah well and you know this this brings up an an interesting thing to me at least which is kind of the role of um technology in the way you make art um i know it has a place in my art um for sure <laughs> yeah yeah for sure. yours um, is crazy um uh but i've taken a very esoteric approach to it um uh, where essentially uh computers and artificial intelligence are just like you know one more hammer in the toolbox um and uh they become sketching tools for me and then i put them away and I go play with my other toys. Um, but, you know, it's it's much more 
prominently featured in your voice, I think, from beginning to end. Uh, yeah. And and I have I have thoughts about the way I would like to employ some of it from beginning to end in my work, but it's still it's in its early stages of concept for me. Um, and I'm also looking at, you know, the different ways the art world is dealing with it. Um, but, you know, talk a little bit about like, what's the role of tech to you? I mean, it's, it's pretty easy. Like where, where, where do you start something and, and how much time do you spend on what platforms and where do you go with things? Like get, walk me through like a typical panel or a drawing for you. Um, well, it's changed dramatically and over the years, and I probably would have been more digital in the beginning part of my career had it been more accessible to me. Uh, but now I'm I'm very digital, it's super super digital. But I, I try not to make my work look digital. Does that make sense? I don't know. Does it come off as very very digital artwork? Um, I, I think to me, I, that's a hard question to answer for me because I know it's all digital. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's, that's difficult um, because I, I perceive digital art as being digital art. That being said, I don't think that's better or worse than anything else. I, I think that that it is, it is a form of art that's incredibly legitimate. It's just, I don't think there's a playground anymore that says, Oh, well, that's not art because I, I just don't think that exists anymore. And it certainly doesn't yeah. exist in my mind. Um, I like the way that you work with line. Um, and, uh, and I think your line work um, kind of exposes that you started out not digitally, which I love. Um, and you've carried over essences of that line work into your digital work. Uh, I guess that's more of what I was fishing for. Um, yeah. And I, I like don't know that. why I needed the, uh, I like those artifacts. I like those artifacts. I think they're, they're, they're special to your hand and, and your work. I like, I mean, obviously there's a context for me when I look at your stuff, I, there's a context that's, you know, very Kent. I can look at, I can look at a, pages so I go oh that's Kent Heilman <laughs> I mean which is that's I mean that's one of the highest praises anybody can give right I mean I, I, look I at, guess that's yeah no I, I appreciate yeah, it and yeah. that was I when I it's ironic when you let go let go of that goal of having an individual style and you just explore yourself you end up having a style so it's like I, yeah, I I agree completely. That's exactly why I'm so comfortable doing what I'm doing now because I'm not out to do anything particular. I'm just doing what I like. Yeah, uh, that's. I remember in college they were drilling us to find your own style, to find your own style. Like you could, <laughs> like you could like, go to a grocery store and just pick it up. Right, and, aisle six, your style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right and next just to like, the canned tomatoes. <laughs> Yeah, and people will ask I'm, me, "Hey, I'm how sorry, did you but find the stuff?" I'm sorry, but the Campbell Soup aisle is taken. You have to go to a different aisle. Yeah, exactly. Oh wow, this looks like a really cool aisle. Yeah, sorry, you're not allowed in here. There's already too many customers. <laughs> and, and you're like, okay, son of a bitch. But uh, no, I inadvertently I found a style, and I just, you know what, I, I in the end, I found myself. Uh, I was home. It was. It was. The, the end of the journey was the beginning of it the whole time. It was myself. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> it's finding your style. I would suggest just to just draw as much as you possibly can and try not to think about it. And you will maybe find it. At least that's how I found it. Maybe there's a different way to do it. Um, I, I don't like telling people there's only one way uh, because there usually isn't. 
yeah, but as far I, I as agree. I agree, yeah, as far as getting back to like the digital in yeah, my process, like, like your process, like what are you? How are you doing? What you're doing now? I mean, if you don't mind, I mean, what whatever you. No, I, I love talking craft. That's my favorite um, because I get so frustrated with it. Uh, <laughs> but um, right now, mostly just like a hundred percent digital, unintentionally, and it was. Um, so like talking equipment, my main two pieces of equipment are a Wacom Cintiq Pro uh, that I got about a year ago and an Apple iPad Pro, which I got like four or five months ago. And between those two things, I'm producing the, the bulk of my work uh, with it at the moment. But um, they, I don't, I, I also do love traditional stuff. I'm just not um i think my space right now uh at home slash office isn't conducive to working traditionally it's a kind of a messy uh process i need more space for it and so right now i have less space and so digital is complementary um to that and so it's it does affect my my work but the the main reason that i love digital so much is I make so many mistakes while I'm working and I know that it's not like I'm, I've tried to, and I think I've done a good job of growing out of my perfectionism. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, you know, I have a, all it takes is tomorrow and I'll be back right back, right, right back at her. But I've, I found a, f I, I can climb out of it faster than I used to, if that makes sense. I can recover oh. better for it. And I, I still hit those speed bumps, but I've just, I've built a, a pulley system to get me out at a exponential rate. But I, 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 with my work, I, I don't, um, I struggle with trying to, to draw it perfectly the first time. Um, and I grew up with those Disney or animated cartoon things where behind the scenes, they'd show the animators. And I've talked to you about this and you're like, yeah, it's nonsense. Uh, where I'm like, Oh, they're just like, Hey, draw Donald duck. Uh, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. And they draw it perfect inking, no pencil work whatsoever. They just draw Donald Duck or whatever. And you're like, yeah, they probably did like 30 to 50 takes. And it's with a guy who draws Donald Duck. For, he's been drawing it for five years and it took him like 30 takes. And I'm like, you're right. I'm not seeing any of those edits. There's no reason <laughs> it wouldn't be that way. But it, it implanted this idea of perfectionism, which is already inherent in most people. Right. Uh and it only fed on the those things. And so it's very frustrating um, to be kind of like fed bullshit your entire life on the process. And from people that don't know about the process, your, right. your parents, your friends, your teachers who are trying to like give good advice and being like, okay, well, you just need to practice this. And you just need to put the ink down. And I don't know. I, it's actually you put pencil down first for at least my process i put pencil down first and i mess around with that and i erase a bunch and then cool then i ink over it and uh, traditionally and then while i'm inking i'm still penciling i'm still going back steps and then i'm going forward steps with correction and i'm just eventually weaning myself or with correction fluid and then eventually i'm just getting a finished work by just having it be all ink and all correction but like uh, there's that one point where i'm working with all three at the same time, it's like this weird back and forth where it's mostly pencil, mostly pencil, mostly pencil, a little bit of ink, a little mostly pencil, ink, ink, correction, pencil, correction, pencil, ink, 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 correction, 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 ink, 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 and then it's done. Uh, it's not, I don't have like a true like 
that's for traditional, but now that I, I just have less room for it, it's, it's a little bit messier cleanup, that kind of stuff. I don't have the time for it. And, uh, mobile, if I'm, if I'm on the go, if I'm out and about, uh, less now, but for travel, digital just help is, is a lot easier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will do the same kind of concept where I'm doing those pencil drawings just digitally. I'm doing an underdrawing and then I'm inking over it. And then I may ink over it a third time slash keep that second layer that the that second take and then pull things out of it. And that's the beauty of digital is if you drew a perfect line with pencil the first time digitally, well, you can just keep it. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. You don't right. have to then recreate uh, the wheel and do it again digitally, which can be very difficult. You can just be like, uh, well, lo and behold, that's now um, that's now digital. So for me, it just happens to be that for my process, for the things that I want to work on, um, digital works better for me on most levels. But then it doesn't take much for me to be like, hey, let's let's get some real ink on the page because I love drawing traditionally. So I have a love of craft across the spectrum. I am rambling now, and I don't know where where are we where am I? No, Who I love I? it. I think it's great. No, you're you, it's beautiful. I mean, I think this is what's what's really cool is is I think you're talking about finding that space where mistakes and experimentation are part of the process all the way to the end. And yeah. and I think you know, I think a lot of artists, especially when you start out. You think, oh, I have to make that brushstroke the perfect way the first time. The there is no, you know, and there are there are no mistakes in art. Blah blah blah. That's just garbage. This this, this is nonsense. It, it, art is more about making mistakes work for you than anything. Um, and and happy, you know, by Bob Ross, happy accidents. Um, and and I I think um, the more people hear someone like you, who if they went and looked up your work. Um, uh, and it's at kentheidelman.com, right? Um, oh, I love the plug. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they went and looked up your work, um, they would see how incredibly finished it looks and how, how professional it is. And thanks, man. And to know that you actually go through and understand that there's experimentation from beginning to end. And, and there is no complete line. I mean, one of the things that I, that I realized in working with, with Bob Singer, um, Bob used to head up Hanna-Barbera. When you watch Bob make a character in pencil, now he does it quickly, of course, especially the ones that he's drawn for years, you know, Tom and Jerry, the Flintstones, um, Scooby-Doo, all these things. It's really quite fascinating how fast he can do it. However, what you rarely see unless you spend time with him is the underdrawings and his process is very similar to yours what uh, yeah yeah see even me i still buy into it that, that there's an upper threshold no. beyond mine where no. they've ascended to godhood and they could just go straight to inks they don't need correction fluid they don't need pencil I still buy into that because occasionally you'll see a video where someone does it and you're like, oh, that still exists. It's still above it. And I still, it's really hard to let go of that feeling. Well, Even and I, me, I'm seasoned. I'm, and I'm I think, well I think along. there's, I think there's the difference between a parlor trick and, and <laughs> actually drawing every day. 
Um, <laughs> and and no, but I'm serious. I mean, there is a, a, a such a thing as performance art, which I do not. It takes an incredible level of skill. Don't get me wrong. I, I have great respect for it. I've I've watched. Uh, there's a really well-known painter here in Southern California. Uh, forgive me, I cannot remember his name, um, but he does performance art. He literally... He Is takes, it upside-down paintings? Yeah, he does these upside-down paintings, and he, he puts on rock music, or he'll, yeah, he puts on music to the musician that he's painting, and he paints them upside-down, and it's like giant body finger painting. Um, and um, I've, I've seen at least a couple different artists do that, slash that artist individually. Yeah, and he's he's very good. He's, he's very incredible. he's very good and he's very entertaining to watch and he's incredibly talented. But it is a parlor trick. Um and he has gotten a shtick down and it's performance art. Again, I don't think please I I don't want the negative implication to go with some of those words. I don't mean that. What I mean to say is he's he's honed his skills in a specific way to do a specific type of artwork that nets a specific means to an end, just like we all do. Yeah, and, just, just and like us all. <laughs> and that is his chosen way to do it. But you know, these animators, it's the same thing. When you've been doing in-betweening for 30 years um the fact that you can draw um jerry running across the page in under three minutes um and you you can flip eight pages in your four fingers uh, which i could never get i never i tried fanning i i did this whole thing with practicing fanning and all this other stuff and uh, and oh my God, it's so hard. It takes years of study to do this and years of practice and years of being under the gun and, and they make it look so easy, but when you watch what they're doing, they're still working with basic shapes. They're still working with bending basic shapes, manipulating basic shapes, and then putting on the characteristics on those shapes. It's a very formulaic thing. Um, it's a very practiced and studied thing and the underdrawings go down and then the anchors get it. And it's by the way, oftentimes in, in actually pretty much solidly outside of digital work. Um, if you look at traditional animation, something like Hanna-Barbera or even traditional Disney animation, you're talking about the penciling and the in-betweening and the layouts and the inking and the color, those are all different departments. They don't even see each other. <laughs> um, so, you know, you're talking about people with vastly different skill sets doing incredibly different, you know, different mechanics of the process. So when you see somebody like Bob bring it all together into a piece of art uh, in front of you, and I'm not saying that the man can't take a Sharpie and draw Scooby-Doo right in front of you. In fact, he can, and he can do it really well. But what you do notice is you do notice if you watch carefully, he always finds his circle first. He always finds his rectangle first. He always puts the triangles in the right place, and then he builds off of them because he knows it. He knows if he gets those pieces right, everything else falls into place. And yeah, maybe that's giving away the, the secret, but the reality is, is that it's not really a secret. If you go into animation, you realize that. So I, and I think when you're, when you're a young artist, again, when you're just starting out, whether it's animation, whether it's comic books, whether it's painting and fine arts, um, it, you have this misconception, I think, that you somehow have to get it right the first time out of the gate. And I think it's really damaging 
uh, when you're when you're just starting out. It's it's a it, it really brings in a lot of self doubt, especially when you when you've chosen art in the first place and you have self doubt like crazy. Um, yeah, and uh, you're and you're being inspired by these people who have been wor- literally working twice as long as you've been alive to three ex- times as long. Exactly, exactly. And and if you if you try and take somebody that's been drawing or painting for 30 years and say, I want to do that on Tuesday. Well, give me a break. Um, You're going to have to put in your time. Um, But, you know, I've been now drawing and painting since seriously, since I don't know. When did you, when did you go to school? Uh, I've went to school my whole whole life. Uh, You went to art. You went to art school though, right? Yeah. Where where did you go to school? Uh LCAD. You were at LCAD. Okay. Uh, Laguna uh, College of Art and Design in yeah. California. Yeah. And and when did you graduate? I didn't. <laughs> you know what? That you know what there are a lot I know more people that didn't graduate than did actually. Uh, almost everyone I I know that went to LCAD pretty much at, personally did not graduate. Um, they went yeah, there for a couple of years. Closest friends, or th- I, I need like four or five people that I went with that all graduated because they were my closest friends. And so, uh, yeah, they, but then the flip side is they had all the student debt and I did not. That's right. And you still got all, a lot of time and connections and community. Smart man. Um, uh, unintentionally smart. I don't want to like brag. It's the procrastination slash not getting my work done that paid off in spades later in life. <laughs> uh, happy accidents. Happy. It, it was a, a true happy accident that you're like, oh man, I, I toiled and didn't. I, and I, I still haven't had like a full time. I've never had a full time job. I'm doing it full time right now, but I've never been like employed by a company. Not that you, as an artist, not that you like need to do that. You don't need to do that. But um, at this point in my life, I'm, I wouldn't say no to it. What, what, um, when did you leave schooling? What year? Uh, somewhere. Well, see, I, but then I, after, before and after lcad i did like two or three years of before and after two or three years of uh college or community college okay and so i ish like 20 2008 ish something like that like that's a really rough figure no i don't even know that's let's say 2010 i don't care uh, it's picking up right right so so you were you were finishing up school right about the time that i was starting to um draw the books for the uh children's charity that i was illustrating so i had been with roger oh uh, probably since 2006 2007 something like that um and had been working with him for a while. Oh, well, maybe even earlier than that. Jeez Louise. Um, and so we, we're coming from around a similar timeline as to getting out into the professional world ish. Um, uh, and you know, to me, let's say we, let's say we put a, a flag in 2010 for both of us, right? That's 10 solid years of, being in the in the creative arts right uh drawing painting you know whatever um for me puppetry and film work as well but mostly art direction and film work and theater and um and some animation um 
And I look at that kind of thing. I go, well, that was 10 years of doing that. And in that time, we have both developed a certain sense of what it takes to get a piece done (laughs) to get, you know, to get to where the end is, uh, where we say, okay, that's done. And I, I think for me, it's a really interesting thing that it took 10 years for me to figure that out. Cause if you had asked me that, it probably took me longer, probably 15. Um, if you had asked me that when I first really started taking this seriously, I wouldn't even know what you were asking. I wouldn't know what that (laughs) question meant. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's so when you, what do you, the different laps on the race, um, how to finish, how to close it. Yeah. What? So, so let's, let's play uh, wizard of wall street with art to close up here. Um, so, uh, wizard of wall street, how do you close a deal? Um, when does, what indicators make a piece of art feel right to you? What do you, what do you feel? What do you look for? What do you, what kind of signs and, 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 uh, marks and, uh, and what kind of, um, uh, framing or what are composition, what, what are the elements that make you go, okay, that that's done. I'm sweating here. Cause I, I know the answer. I don't know how to say it out loud, but that's okay. I know that's okay. I love answers. that. But, um, it, I love, I love that you don't know exactly. Cause that's exactly <laughs> what I wanted. I, I don't, I don't really know, but I, at the same time, I truly know. Um, but it's only because I've failed so many times. I've overdone a piece. I've underdone a piece. Oh, I think that's one of my favorite answers ever. I've failed so many times. That's how I know. Yeah, yeah. And so I just avoid those. You have just given me a (laughs) t-shirt. There you go. That's fine. It's the... I I just, uh, I learned to avoid those traps. And then I also leave room for new ideas. I don't, um, in the middle of a piece, because... I've, I still have that all the time where I, I'm working on something and then I'm like, oh, wait, what if I did this? And then it just got 10 times better. And if I was like rigid and was like, well, that wasn't the idea. That wasn't what, what I set out to do. So I can't do that. No, no. I, you want to leave room for, for inspiration to, to jump in and for flexibility. But you also need to, well, at least for me, I like to have a goal in mind on like what it is. And for, for working comics, it's really easy because most of that hard work's done ahead of time as far as the, the writing uh, goes, but that's, that's a whole other thing is like working comics, uh, working uh, a story or whatever. But I think as I've gotten farther along too, I've, I know usually what I'm working on ahead of time. Like when I start a piece, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be trying to do this. And so having that knowledge ahead of time, I'm not just going into a blank page and going, I don't know. But at the same time, I do that all the time. I still draw on a blank page and I just start doing squigglies until if it forms into something. Uh, I'll do some live streaming and I'll be like, oh, I spent 95% of my time just now getting the stream set up with the cameras, the internet connection, titling it, getting the free time, clearing a workspace, getting out the paper, or the digital area framing everything. And by the time I hit record to go live, I'm like, Oh, what was I actually going to draw? I have no idea. Let's just start drawing. Woo. And I have to kind of like 
fly by the seat of my pants and draw something but because i've done it enough i can i can bs that pretty well because i i've i just have the uh, you could call it um muscle uh, what is it muscle memory but it's also just the like you've if you go through the motions enough hundreds thousands of times you you just aren't gonna get naturally have a better idea and that's for any kind of job in the world not just art uh you're the more you do something the better you get at it that's that's pretty much true across the board imagine that imagine that imagine that practice uh, yeah getting yeah. getting out i think getting out doing what you're doing and for me it's you know getting out into the studio all the time and for you it's it's being on your equipment and drawing all the time um i mean that is true uh uh success or failure you're doing it all the time yeah exactly oh i try i'm I could be doing better. I could be doing a lot better at that. Oh, we can always do that. <laughs> we can always do, and we can always play that game. But I, I definitely feel like I, I should be doing more. And it's just, it's so crazy time right now. <laughs> Things are crazy. It is. It is. Well, look, well, let's let's leave it there for now. I mean, there's already so many things that we can talk about. I mean, I would love to talk to you more about like the technical stuff and comic books. Um, Please, comic yeah, book theory fun. things, things like that. Um, uh, comic book theory, storytelling. You know the. Uh, the uh, composition and and readability and all of that kind of stuff framing um the space between panels all of that the, fun gutter. Stuff, the gutter stuff you know uh, let's get into the gutter um i would love to set up some time to talk to you about that on another podcast and um i would also you know Thanks, love to, to sit down and chat with you some more about you know um some you know art techniques and things like that i think it's a lot of fun but it's it's fun to just to get to introduce you uh, as well I so appreciate it. This, is, yeah. this is a hell of a lot of fun uh, if people were already kind of like chomping at the bit and they wanted some uh some, some stuff from me uh, about talking about comics i have that podcast i do called comic workshop which i think fantastic we yeah you just, uh, comic yeah workshop, plug, you check plug out. away dude plug away i want to hear what you yeah doing. yeah it's um we interview uh comic professionals not just artists not just writers but anybody that works in the the comic industry and so you had if you have more questions i, I would definitely check it out there it's a great resource um where can they find that um just whatever podcast uh thing you're listening on it's probably there already at comic workshop uh but com- or, but if you go to tmbcworkshop.com that'll definitely take you there um okay. but, you know it's it's a it's a it's a good thing and uh i'm sure there's a lot of other resources out there but that's the one i do so okay. i can tell you. but i would love to talk to you uh, about it because that was more fo- that shows more focus on like interviews uh for other people yeah um, and me asking them questions it's not necessarily me answering questions <laughs> well this time i you know this way we get to have a nice conversation and i like the, the thing i'm trying to do with this whole thing is just make it conversational because this is the stuff people don't realize that when you're working together as artists and you have a community of friends and people that you work with and colleagues, this is the kind of stuff you talk about. And it's actually at the the end of the day, you start, you start going, you know, it'd be pretty interesting to kind of record some of these conversations. And that's sort of what this whole thing is based on is "Hmm, it might be interesting to record some of these conversations because the other thing I find is that a lot of my friends like you um, um, are really just intellectually interesting on so many levels and you know a lot of things about a lot of things and it's kind of fun to to <laughs> poke around and, and see what's out there you know what, what's in that head of yours um and and get it out there uh and share it so 
Um, hey, I, any- I mean, you too. I'm going to flip the scripts uh, on a lot of this and ask you questions because that's where half of our dialogue comes from is you asking me and me asking you. Right? I'm going to be in big trouble when you do that. I, I'm, you're going to have to cut me off. I'm too long-winded. Um, but <laughs> We're both of us. Uh, but yeah, but make sure you go check out Kent Heidelman. Um, and it's H-E-I-D-E-L-M-A-N, just one N, dot com. You got that. Uh, um, dot com to make sure you uh, go check his work out. It's really quite, Thanks, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. And his multiple podcasts uh, are great uh, and, and a lot of fun. If you're looking for something to listen to and your brain is bored, they're very worth it. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me, man. Cool, man. Thanks for coming on. I look, I look forward to talking to you again soon. And I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be bugging each other as we're working anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. Uh, bye. Cheers. Thanks for listening and checking in with Just Because Art. Again, I'm your host, Everett. I hope that you're as excited as I am about the podcast and encourage you to subscribe, check in with our blog, Facebook, and Instagram feeds. I genuinely hope that the podcast can brighten your day and make you a real fan. You can find the central hub for the show at justbecauseart.com, where you can also reach out to contact me if you have a comment or if you'd like to be on the show.